Purple Heart, Memorial Day in a Small Southern City by Will Bevis. Copyright 2014, All Rights Reserved. Purple Heart. I wake up to the sound of my wife singing in the kitchen. I glance at the clock. 10 a.m. It's Memorial Day, 2014. Gadsden, Alabama, in the Deep South. I've got plenty of time. My wife told me last night she believes the Memorial Day program at the nearby Veterans Park starts at 11. I took her word for it. She knows things like that. She's infallible. I asked her last night how she knew, and she said, because I was passing by there last year when they had it, and it was about that time. She remembers everything, so I take her word for all things. But because I had so much time to get ready, I decided to look online to see who might be there. Online said the event started at 10 a.m. I was late already. I jumped up, threw on some clothes, and told her where I was going so fast. She said, Take pictures! as I rushed out the door. I don't usually go to these events. I was going this time because I was hoping an old veteran called Zook would be there. That's the nickname his buddies called him when he was on a ship shooting shells inbound to Normandy Beach, before the invasion. He was also called other things. Among them was Frankie the Yankee. His real name is Francis J. Ganley, and the last time I saw him at the post office, I asked him if he'd like to talk to me about Normandy someday. He said, sure. I was hoping he would be at the event today, because what better time to talk to a veteran than Memorial Day? Frank had been in the heat of it, because, unsurprisingly, the Germans were shooting back that day. He was loading his big naval guns that morning, and they were exchanging shots with the Germans shot for shot. Some of the Germans' shells were passing only feet above his own ship. He remembered the gunny sergeant telling him, Don't worry, if one hits you, you'll never know it. But there was danger from his own ship as well. There were fires on the deck spreading from previous German hits, and it appeared they might reach their own ammunition. Frank and others had to pick up the huge shells and drop them overboard to keep them from catching fire and exploding and killing them. Frank's an old man now, but when he talks about it, he brings it to life. You're right there with him, straining to throw your own shells overboard before they kill you, if the Germans don't first. They had to make the beach safe. For the landing, for the poor young boys who would have to actually go ashore as soon as the shelling was over, that is why I am going today, to see and talk to and listen to Frankie the Yankee one more time. I pull into the parking lot, and it is packed. The paper said bring your own folding chair, as there will only be two hundred available. I did not. My butt will be standing. I catch up to a family walking who are late also. Look at those soldiers way up ahead, the little boy said. The mom says, I like soldiers myself, uniform men. The dad says nothing. The little boy says, look, there's an army tank. The dad says, we'll see it later. They veer off. The little boy has determined they will see it now. I go around them. It is standing room only. I climb the stairs to the main memorial and look down. The main speaker is saying, America is the good guy in the world. I pull out my folded notebook paper and start writing, but I am not good at it. As usual, I only catch bits and pieces. 
He's talking about driving the bad guys back now, in Afghanistan, and telling about when he was last there, and the enemy blew up an improvised road bomb, in this case, a Toyota Corolla. He said, it is a sound you will never forget once you hear it. It will stay with you forever. And the sound of the shockwave that follows will stay with you forever as well. The soldier talking says he brought three American flags home this time around. One for the young man who was killed in the Corolla explosion, one for his recently deceased own mother, and one to present to this park. There was widespread applause when he said that. Then, he said, and let it be known to all that this flag was flown in the face of the enemy. There was again loud and continuing applause, and then he left us with his unit's motto, Don't quit, never give up.